You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 29 West Tolpahawken Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. Tonight we're talking about the Magi, or the wise men, or three kings, whatever you know them as. Uh, They're pretty popular, given the fact that we know so little about them. There's a lot of intrigue about them and the star that they followed, but we have very few details. One translation of the Bible uh, translates the Greek word, I'm probably pronouncing this incorrectly, but magoi, as wise men, but the word usually means astrologers or magicians. So more specifically, magi could... uh, also refer to priests that from a specific region that was famous in the ancient world for their skills interpreting the night sky. Those magi were in Iran, uh, which is where many of the early Christians thought they came from. But there are different theories. It could be Babylon, which had a reputation for the birthplace of astrology, or Arabia, since the exotic spices they brought were Uh, came from that region. The way that artists depict them uh, helped me develop my imagination for who they were. I thought I would share some with you. This this might be my favorite one by James Tizzo. It doesn't actually look that great up there on the screen. We lose a lot of the dynamics of it, but you'll get the idea. I saw this one years ago And I loved it because he shows us how they were probably in a large caravan. I'm going to let that go. Um, They were wealthy, powerful uh, men who had resources and had traveled a long way. Uh, We don't know that there were three of them, but they're always pictured as three because we know of the gifts they bring, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This painting is unusual, though. Most, most of what you find is more like uh, this woodcut by Christian Rolfs with just three of them, as if they were friends who set out on their own or something. It's much more likely that they came in that large caravan. And these visitors are shown in various times and places in uh, different cities throughout all of history. This one is uh, by Benvenuto de Giovanni, and it's hard to see because there is a lot happening in there, but it's actually the details that I really enjoyed noticing. There is a whole caravan in this one here, too, entering through the gate, the city gate at the top center, and then weaving their way to the child. The one magi in the center bottom is on the ground, like hands and knees before Jesus, kissing his foot. This is called the adoration of the Magi. Even the cattle on the left have their ears and their heads down, signaling that they too know that something holy is happening. This next one has the same title, um, but it's painted by an Italian painter, and you really can't see the faces of the Magi at all. It kind of indicates this mystery that surrounds who they were exactly. The highlighting of this painting, again, we're missing out on some of the colors here, but 
The highlights surrounding Jesus are on the decadent robes, like the shiny, colorful material. You can see it in the way that it's gathered and tossed, that there's movement in the rich cloth as they bow. They are moving towards Jesus as Jesus is drawn towards them. You can see that as the baby leans, that soft hand and the foot stretch out to meet them. So with some of these images in your mind, uh, let's read what we have recorded about the Magi. Some of this we heard from Erica, but maybe you can envision it in a new way now. Would somebody read for us? Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod. Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. One more. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Thank you, Kate. That was Matthew 2, 1 through 12. There's a lot going on in this story about Herod, but let's start with the fact that these uh, Gentile magi came to worship the king of the Jews. The Jews believed the Messiah would come to save them, and they were waiting and longing for him. But Jesus came for the whole world. The magi show us that this is no longer a Jewish matter. A star in the east led these Gentile magi from their distant land to come worship the baby too. Jesus was born king of the Jews, but he came for the whole world. And in this revelation of God to the Gentiles, began with these travelers who came to worship him as their king too. There are two things I think worth highlighting that help us understand the whole Bible here. Um, because these themes start in Genesis and Exodus, and then they keep coming back again and again, through the Old Testament, and then as a central issue in Paul's preaching of the gospel. And the first is that Abraham 
From Abraham, God would make a great nation that is blessed. And this nation will ultimately be called Israel and have the status as of favored so that God would bless those who bless them and curse those who curse them. The second thing is that all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through this great nation. So God called Abraham to be the ancestor of a great nation, but not just so that a righteous uh, law-keeping people um, would exist. God is working to set all of creation right. So through Abraham, a new people would grow and receive God's blessing, and through them, the peoples of the earth will be blessed, everyone, all the people not from Israel, that is, the Gentiles. So all throughout the Bible, there's this tension, though, between the Jews and the Gentiles. In the Old Testament, the Jews were commanded to be a separate people with their own laws and code of holiness and to not conform to the Gentile ways. But they're also supposed to be a light to the Gentiles, the means by which the nations will be reconciled to God. Exodus 19.6 talks about how Israel is to be the kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And their holiness is what was supposed to make them able to be priestly. They mediate between God and humanity. But the Israelites were taken captive by the Babylonians, one of the Gentile nations that it was to bless. And this plan didn't work out. Jesus comes in to do what Israel did not. He becomes the means through which the nations are blessed, both the Jews and the Gentiles. Through him, all people will be reconciled to God. He is the priest, the holy one who fulfills God's righteous standards. So these Gentile magi are the first to worship him as their king. And they signal to the whole world that through Jesus, all people will be blessed. And this was terribly disruptive, of course, to Herod, who was the ruler at the time. He knew there was prophecy about one who would be born king of the Jews, and he was greatly distressed because this came as a threat to his power. So when the Magi came looking for this king, Herod tried to trick them so that he could intervene. And when the Magi saw through this, his plan, they returned home another way. Herod was furious, and in his rage, he ordered all the boys under the age of two to be killed. The details in this may resemble the story of the people of Israel as it's recorded in the Old Testament. The, the description of the star moving out ahead of the Magi whether it appeared to move or not, it might, it might have you recall the way that God moved out ahead of the Israelites in the wilderness by a supernatural cloud by day or a pillar of fire or light as it keeps um, appearing to us right now. Um, and Herod ordering the baby boys to be killed is not the first time something like this happened. 
Back in Egypt, when the Pharaoh saw how numerous and strong the Hebrew people were, he enslaved them, and he ordered the midwives to kill all the boys that were born. And out of that, Moses was spared and came to lead his people to freedom. That Exodus story was the birth of a new nation that formed out of the deliverance, out of their deliverance at the Red Sea. We talked a little bit about that with Miriam during Advent. Their identity became one of a people who are delivered by God. And now Jesus is making all of us a people who are delivered by God through himself. He came to fulfill that promise. And just as the Israelite story was formed out of Egypt, so he went to Egypt too, under the same kind of threat of death. Mary and Joseph were warned in a dream to flee to Egypt. And it's, it's likely that the gifts from the Magi provided the provision for them to get there and, and possibly the uh, cost that they had when they arrived. So the details of Jesus' birth, in, in those details we can see a retelling of Israel's story with Jesus as the new Israel who is birthing a new kind of people, a new humanity that makes of the Jews and Gentiles one. All of Advent, we were, we were working out, waiting for deliverance. And here we are coming with the Magi to a, a new king that makes of us one people in, in a kingdom that is not of this world. So what does that mean and how, how do we get there? I think a good start is to follow the Hebrew people who told the story of who they were over and over again so they would not forget. We need to keep telling ourselves who we are as God's people, followers of Jesus that have been delivered and redeemed. That's who we are, not our old selves. It's not by our own merit, by our own identity, but by the love of Christ that frees us to be a new kind of people. Paul writes to the church in Colossae, here there are no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's holy chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. We no longer consider one another from a worldly perspective. Differences are not overlooked. They are received. The characteristics that the world assigns us are not undone. We are grafted into God's promise. The beauty of our diversity is not that we are uniform. 
It's that we long to be united and we are in Christ. God is making something new and we are revealing it. But it is a long process. The Magi went home another way. One commentary described how the main road that they would need to take northward to Bethlehem went directly through Jerusalem, where Herod was waiting for them. And then it went eastward toward Syria. So they couldn't pass by Jerusalem unnoticed. So they probably headed south to Hebron and then followed this rugged road to Gaza on the coast. It would have been a longer, unpredictable way. It's really radical to accept this deliverance because we actually have to change. We need insight into our own hearts and then the humility and endurance and patience to travel a different road. Building relationships based on Christ, which is a direct affront to the powers that, to what the powers would have us do. Only then we find a way to overcome the wounds of prejudice, paternalism, mistrust, systemic racism that have wounded and warped us and our society. It requires a lot of each of us. But we want God to have God's way with us and to bring light to the world through us, through the church. So one final personal note of application, uh, as it became clear to me this week, it's one thing to hear that we have been included and grafted into the family of God through Jesus. It's another thing to come to know and trust God's love. I think that is a lifelong process that keeps getting worked out. And making this knowledge the foundation of our identity, or even better, to allow our identity to be reformed around this most basic fact of our existence, is an important part of the journey. And every time that I dare to meet God in the vulnerability of my sin and shame, this knowing of that kind of love is strengthened. But every time I fall back into my self-improvement, get-it-right mode so that I can bring God my best self, this inner knowing of God's love is actually weakened. I only know divine, unconditional, radical love for me when I dare approach God just as I am. So as we spend a whole season over the next two months focused on what the new humanity is and what it means to live into that, I want to encourage each of us that we don't get to it, get to transformation by bringing our best selves to God but by coming just as we are. Which brings me back to the Magi. Yes, they brought expensive gifts fit for a king, but the most valuable thing they brought was themselves. To make the journey, to find their way, to reject the deceitfulness of powerful lies. They came to kneel as they were. 
the more we have the courage to meet God in our place of weakness, the more we will know ourselves to be truly and deeply loved by God. And the more deeply we know this love, the easier it will be to trust as Jesus did and follow him. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.